Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Also brought to you by the UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of DieselX Gold Premium Fuel that improves power and saves you money. Today, the ongoing BC port strike is starting to cause a ripple effect as Nutrien announced it's cutting potash production at one of its Saskatchewan mines, partly because of it. An AI-powered system developed by AgVisor Pro will be tested at Young's Equipment, and Ag in Motion is right around the corner. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Nutrien Limited said it has curtailed production at its quarry potash mine due to the port workers' strike in Vancouver that is also raising concerns from businesses nationwide. The fertilizer producer said today in a news release that the strike has meant the loss of export capacity through Canpatex's Neptune Terminal. It says that if the work stoppage continues, it could affect production at its other potash mines in Saskatchewan. Nutrien Chief Executive Ken Seitz urged both sides in the dispute to come to a swift resolution. About 7,400 members of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada and Vancouver have been on strike since July 1st. They say they're fighting for protections against contracting out work and automation, as well as pushing for higher wages. Nutrien said it expects full-year potash-adjusted earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization will fall below the bottom end of its guidance range due to factors impacting offshore sales through Canpatex, including the strike, a Portland terminal outage and lower-than-anticipated prices. The company said it will provide updated guidance for its full year when it reports its second quarter results on August 2nd. I reached out to Nutrien for further comment, but they refused. Efficiency is the name of the game, and a piece of AI power technology from AgVisor Pro aims to do just that. AgVisor Pro is launching a pilot project of its Visor Pro AI system to enhance Young's equipment's customer tech service and support. Co-founder and Chief Operating Officer of AgVisor Pro, Patrick Walter, says his company and Young's equipment have been working together for about a year, and this is the latest endeavor of that partnership. It basically helps their customer support specialists to be more efficient. Um, when they're in season, they're getting hundreds of calls every day. You know, 60 to 80% of those calls are actually repeated. There are questions like, how do I set up my AV line? How do I calibrate my feeder house? All of those types of things. And we specifically 
started training a large language model that can provide these answers and um, give it to the technician and the technician looks at those answers and says, yes, that is the right answer and then sends it out back to the customer. Walter says the system is based on a large language model AI system. The way we do these is basically we ingest um, manuals like technical manuals, operational manuals, service manuals, um, and then we train these large language models specifically on those types of data, and then we can even reference it to where it is in the manual as well. So it's very cutting-edge technology. Sean Young, the assistant general manager of Young's Equipment, says he saw a five-minute demonstration of the system in action and was impressed. More telling for me uh, and for our management team, um, our advanced agriculture manager had a chance to go, uh, you know, sit down with Patrick and, and go through some of the uh, some of how it works and, and and play around with it a little bit already. And he was impressed with it. And uh, I mean, I think that speaks more uh, within our organization than whether uh, whether I was impressed with it, because I mean, that's that's the kind of people within our organization that are going to be using it, that are going to be seeing the benefit uh, in terms of time savings when they're, you know, when they're working through an issue with a customer in terms of the capacity to serve more customers because they're not spending as much time trying to find that information that we know we have, but isn't always top of your head. So yeah, we've had a couple of people within the organization that have seen how it works and we're really excited to start using it and start rolling it out on a, on a little bit bigger scale. He says this will be a huge time saver for employees and customers. You know, you look at seeding, you look at harvest, you look at some of these times a year where everything is critical, everything is extremely time sensitive. The time that we can save getting to the right answer with a customer, getting uh, that customer back up and running, I mean, that's hugely beneficial for us. It's also hugely beneficial for our customers. And then the other side of it internally is just our advanced ag team and even our service departments. I mean, there's there's only so many people that, you know, that we're able to find, that we're able to employ But at different times of the year, it can get really, really hectic. That workload can get really, really high. So we're looking at it and saying, okay, if we can cut down how long it takes for them to do a job, I mean, we should be able to get through that period quicker and hopefully minimize burnout, minimize, you know, the the amount of the taxing of our employees trying to get through the workload that we have in in those very short windows that producers have to get the crop in or get the crop off. They expect to have the AI system up and running this fall. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca We're exactly a week away from Ag in Motion in Langham, Saskatchewan, just northwest of Saskatoon. Show director Rob O'Connor says preparations are going well, especially the demonstration areas where he adds they're looking the way they need to. Located on the Discovery Farm site, more than 100 acres of land will be utilized by companies and visitors. He says a big farm show like Ag in Motion takes time to put together. Yeah, there is. Um, what we end up doing is we start planning next year's show during this year's show. So, for instance, we're already preparing the uh, database and the uh, exhibit application form so that at this year's show, exhibitors can sign up for next year's show. 
and our sales team will, will work with the companies to get them signed up. And then we'll also talk to those companies and everybody else who attends a show and get their input. And they tell us, you know, what they want to see at the show next year. So whether it's the farmers who attend the show or the exhibitors at the show, they'll let us know what's coming down the pipe so that when we plan our programming that we can take those ideas and implement them into the next show. One of the big features of the show, of course, is the infield demonstrations. Well, there's all kinds of things at the show. Uh, we have about 550 exhibitors, and they quite a number of them have demonstrations. So we do have equipment demonstrations. We have the crop plot demonstrations. There's 30 companies just with crop plots alone, so there's lots of that to see. Uh, on the livestock side, we have two new mobile seminar series. So there's seminar topics you can hear and learn information about, but they're not inside a building. This year, uh, the Ministry of Agriculture is helping us with this new uh, dynamic series where they will take you on a little tour of the show and stop at some different companies and talk about what those companies' experts can tell you. And uh, you know, it'll be topics that are pretty exciting for today. And then they'll be able to show you the equipment or the technology that helps with those topics. We also have the mobile mic series. So another small scheduled seminar series that is again going to different booths at the show so that again the farmers can visit with the experts at the, with those companies. The three-day farm show not only covers the grain side of the agriculture industry but also livestock. What we tried to do when we built and designed Ag in Motion was to be a reflection of agriculture in the prairie provinces. So we absolutely have a lot of companies that focus on the grain and oil seed side of the industry, but also we have about 90 exhibitors that come specifically on the livestock side of our industry too. And uh, with that, you'll see companies doing product launches, whether it's uh, large tractors or implements, or whether it's uh, equipment meant for livestock. We'll see everything uh, being unveiled at the show. O'Connor says with this year being the seventh edition of the show, they're just starting to garner international visitors. So we don't purposefully advertise outside of Canada, but through the web, internet, we do seem to attract international buyers with help with Saskatchewan Trade and Export Partnership, the Ministry of Agriculture in Saskatchewan. Um, we, we certainly do attract some delegations, uh, and they could come from Germany, Australia, United States, uh, and other countries that we deal with. Ag in Motion runs July 18th to 20th, and more information can be found at aginmotion.ca. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Rod McDonald of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The Canola Council of Canada has announced that Chris Davison will be the next president and CEO of the organization. Davison joined the Canola Council of Canada in 2021 as vice president of stakeholder and industry relations. He has more than 25 years of experience in the ag sector, including work in the areas of public and regulatory affairs and government and industry relations. Davison says he's honored and thrilled with the opportunity to take over from outgoing President Jim Everson. Davison will assume the President and CEO role at the end of this month. It's not just the prairies coping with dry conditions. 
this summer. According to the Canadian Drought Monitor, as of June 30th, about 60% of the country was abnormally dry to being in a moderate drought, including over three-quarters of farmland in the country. Drought conditions continued to expand and increase in severity across the prairies through June with higher-than-normal temperatures and a lack of significant rainfall. Temperatures on the eastern prairies were reported as 3 to 5 degrees above normal, while the western half was 1 to 2 degrees warmer than normal. USDA released its weekly crop report yesterday. Another week of widespread rains and cooler weather boosted the national corn condition rating for the second week in a row. And soybean condition also improved slightly following several weeks of declines. Nationally, corn was rated 55% good to excellent, up 4 percentage points from 51% the previous week, but down from 64% a year ago at this time. This year's current rating is still the lowest for this time of year since 2012. Soybeans were rated 51% good to excellent as of Sunday, up one percentage point from 50% last week, but down from 62% a year ago at this time. Like corn, soybeans' current rating is still the lowest since 2012. USDA said 47% of the spring wheat crop was rated good to excellent, down one percentage point from last week, and down from 70% a year ago. The federal government announcing $7.5 million toward the dairy research cluster. The objective of the cluster is to foster innovation to improve the environmental, economic, and social sustainability of the Canadian dairy sector. Investments will be made in 13 research projects to address the Dairy Farmer of Canada's strategic research priorities identified in the National Dairy Research Strategy. And that's today's Ag Review. It's your Agri Weather Forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. For today, there is a severe thunderstorm watch in effect for the southwestern portion of Saskatchewan. Quoting Environment Canada, conditions are favorable for the development of severe thunderstorms that may be capable of producing strong wind gusts, large hail, and heavy rain. A low-pressure system is tracking across southwestern Saskatchewan early this afternoon, which will bring the threat of thunderstorms, some of which may become severe. In addition, these thunderstorms may bring the potential for large hail and strong winds. The severe thunderstorm threat is expected to quickly diminish into the early evening. There is also a tornado watch and a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for the very southwest corner of Saskatchewan. Looking at the forecast for today, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers late this afternoon. Winds from the southeast at 20, gusting to 40, high of 18 degrees. Tonight, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. Winds from the southeast at 20, gusting to 40, then becoming light this evening, a low of 11. Tomorrow, clearing in the morning, high of 22, the low 13. Thursday, sunshine, high of 24, the low 13. Friday, sunshine, high of 26, a low of 11. Saturday, sunny, high of 24, a low of 11. Sunday, sunny, high of 25, low 12. 
and Monday partly cloudy, high of 27 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 25, normal lows 11. Sun rose at 4.59 this morning, and the sun will set at 9.08 p.m. tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan 15, Swift Current 17, Saskatoon 20, Weyburn 14, Yorkton 18. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is up in Uranium City at 22, cool spot in Rock Glen at 11. In Regina, mostly cloudy, winds from the east-southeast at 36 kilometers an hour, humidity 53%, temperature 17 degrees or 62 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.5 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy, east-southeast wind at 22 to 33, temperature 17 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, east-southeast wind at 36, temperature 17 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Two Canadians were recognized at the Beef Improvement Federation Annual Research Symposium held in Calgary. Bruce Holmquist from Canistino, Saskatchewan, and Sean McGrath of Vermilion, Alberta were the recipients of the Continuing Service Award for their contributions to the beef cattle industry. Holmquist talks about the work of the Federation. A North American organization that uh, focuses and is a think tank or coordination process of genetic improvement for the beef industry. So it uh, pulls in academia, colleges, universities, uh, things like that. Uh, Government to a wee bit, uh, but mainly breed associations as well and uh, producers. Uh, There's uh, quite a few producers on their board of directors. And uh, they meet once a year uh, with their conference, which was hosted in Calgary last week but also work together throughout the year in uh, finding ways to make a better beef, better product in the beef sector, as well as, uh, you know, hopefully find some ways to create a bit of profit for producers. Holmquist says it's special because the award has not been presented to many Canadians. And it's kind of unique for Canadians to actually receive it. Uh, I think in the 55-year history, there's been six of us. Um, and this year there was two, uh, Sean McGrath from Vermillion and myself, uh, and we both, uh, work for Canadian Semental and, and that's our delivery process of genetics. Uh, at, but at the end of it all, it, it's, uh, a selection made by their board of directors, I guess, of people they think that are are deserving and uh, like I said it's kind of cool to have some <laughs> some Canadians on the list because there's usually about three years so there have been quite a few Americans recognized. Holmquist says he is amazed by the changes and improvements in the beef industry. Science is, is uh, evolving and there's a lot of pressure on the beef industry in particular with uh, concerns about environmental impact and, and uh, different things that we hear. And, and, and the frustrating part, I suppose, is that uh, beef production is probably the most environmentally friendly 
piece of agriculture, uh, not to diminish the rest of them, but uh, when you look at that grass out there and stuff, that's sequestering carbon and doing things that we often don't get recognized for. So that's part and parcel of of what we try to do in communication, as well as uh, finding the most efficient cattle and genetics to uh, make best use of it. Holmquist is currently the general manager of the Canadian Simital Association. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Manitoba farmers welcomed the rain that fell across the province this past week. Manitoba Agriculture's James Fry says rainfall amounts through the parkland region were variable. The Manitoba uh, environment has a number of weather stations around the northwest region here. So uh, the wet spot, at least as far as our weather stations, is concerned with uh, Inglis. So they're the lucky uh, raffle winners this uh, week. They got about two inches of rain. And uh, the dry spot, as far as weather stations was concerned, was uh, Birch River, which only got about two-tenths of an inch. So, of course, um, you know, there may have been regions where there's no weather station that just got no rain at all. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, San Clara still stands out as uh, the the real um, unusual spot this year because they've got, so far, about 140% of the normal amount of moisture compared to other years and about 130% of the normal heat. So that, that heat actually stands out kind of as, as one of the um, notable features of the year so far for all locations, as we've just been seeing a lot more heat, uh, but unfortunately not, not a lot of water for some areas to go with that heat. So that kind of has mixed, mixed effects. Unfortunately, some areas also got hit by hail. There was a, a band um, and some reports say that it was about seven miles wide of hail that moved up between Gilbert Plains and Fork River. And um, really, uh, according to some folks that I talked to, it almost looked like combines had gone through the field because it was just uh, pummeling hail. So unfortunately, that is the weather that was thrown at us, at us this week. Further to the south and east, Fry says heavy downpours cro- caused crop damage. Some areas south of Brandon received 125 millimeters of rain in one hour. Fry says crop development across Manitoba is progressing rapidly. Well, with all of the uh, talk of heat and, and water, you know, we've, we've seen that spring wheat and other soils have advanced quite quickly over the week. We can, in general, of course, it depends on the seeding date, but wheat is generally uh, in flowering or even close to being finished with flowering. So as a result, we've seen fungicide spraying going on, um, and that's kind of true provincially and, uh, you know, especially here in our region. Canola, uh, as always, is kind of the case every year, but it's it's really at various stages, depending on when it was seeded uh, or potentially reseeded. So some of the most advanced canola we see is already starting to pot out, but of course others may just be in the rosette stage, early rosette. And, uh, you know, I <clears throat> think as a kind of an indication of the Uh, response to stress that we're seeing in some canola fields. Although it is in full flower, you can still see uh, the seed rows in between some of the, in in some fields between the plants. So uh, clearly the plant hasn't had time to really fill out and and take over that space. So hopefully we'll see some uh, further development in those fields. 
We also see that peas are doing well uh, overall. They're in what we call R2 or R3 stage, which is to say either in the late flowering stage or uh, quite a lot of fields that have already matured into the flat pod stage. So looking like some nice seed set or some pod set that has gone on there. Fry notes that approximately 75% of Manitoba beef producers have begun haying. You know, that's just going to depend on where they're at in their field cycle and I guess where their, their hay fields are at. Uh, rains have apparently interrupted uh, the harvest in some locations. Of course, if it's you know down and, and wet, that's not a good thing. But yields really are quite variable uh, depending on the moisture that you've had over the season. Uh, early reports for yields kind of range between one or one and a half tons per acre or, you know, you can kind of think of that in similarly in bales per acre. So some of the things to, to be aware of for both crops and for pasture conditions is uh, the insects that we've been seeing lately, which, you know, include armyworm as far north as the paw and uh, grasshoppers being another uh, thing. So some spray uh, is needed in some locations to control those. Fry says Manitoba farmers are hoping to see more rain come their way this coming week. You know, especially for pasture conditions um, and potentially also for some of those crops that are just starting to fill out the pods like peas and, and canola. Uh, what we, we really need to see some rainfall. Um, pasture is with low, that has seen low rainfall so far is um, at risk of deteriorating and some dugouts are quite low. Manitoba Agriculture's James Fry. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? You'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $6.30 at $7.91.12 a metric ton. And number one red spring wheat is up six dollars and twenty-eight cents to three eighty-nine eighty-nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham at three ninety-eight forty-four. Feed barley three thirty-five sixty-one. Chickpeas ten thirty-six seventeen. Flax five oh one ninety-eight. Lentils seven oh two fifty. Oats two fifty-five thirty-two. Yellow peas three thirty-five ninety-two. Feed wheat two seventy ninety-seven. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up 11.5 cents at $8.61 and 3 quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 11th. Our last regular sale was on July 5th. The market is holding steady with the previous week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.45 to $1.65. D3 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.45. Canner cows sold from $1 to $1.25. Heifrets sold from $1.85 to $2.33. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.60 to $1.78. We did have a 2,500 pound bull. He sold for $1.83. He was a big, thick, high yielding bull. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too.
And now we'll look at the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, July 11th. Ham sold 7,700 hogs Monday, selling a range of 231 to $246 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling a range of 231 to $246 per CKG. Ham's cash flow price today is up and four contract prices opened higher this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar was up five basis points, with the daily exchange rate 1.3284. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.54 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are higher, with the negotiated Western Corn Bill advancing 86 cents, while the national form has improved 20 cents U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The net value of the cutout improved by a penny in the afternoon report on strength in bellies once again, up $4.71. Lean hog futures are having an up day with all contracts trading higher. It has not made up for the downtrend seen since July 6, and the ability of the market to retrace back to the recent highs very much remains to be seen, but there could be some legal reasons for the support. Two Iowa lawmakers have introduced the Exposing Agricultural Trade Suppression Act that would nullify Prop 12 by not allowing states to impose restrictions in other jurisdictions. In the meantime, most of the fundamentals have been priced into the market. The reason why futures are where they are is because the Hogs and Pigs Report, Prop 12 expectations, domestic demand expectations, and export outlooks have been factored in. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The head of the LNG Canada Export Facility in British Columbia is touting his company's project as a source of affordable, reliable, and responsibly produced liquefied natural gas. Project CEO Jason Klein cites the price and supply volatility worldwide since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Klein has told the LNG 2023 conference in Vancouver that the project is close to 85% complete and will aim to compete globally not only on price but also its environmental and social track record. Canadian organizers say First Nations economic reconciliation is a major part of what it wants to present to the global natural gas industry. Companies looking to explore minerals in Saskatchewan can now submit applications for financial assistance. Applications for the expanded Targeted Mineral Exploration Incentive can be found at saskatchewan.ca. In a news release, the province says the incentive was expanded in the 2023-24 budget to encourage more exploration and drilling, particularly for critical minerals. Total funding available has been raised to $4 million, and eligible companies can receive a rebate of up to 25% of drilling costs, up to $150,000 per company, and up to $50,000 for uranium drilling. The incentive is applicable to all hard rock exploration projects at any location throughout the province. On the markets, the TSX is up just 8 points at 19,831. The Dow is up 218 points to 34,163. Oil is up $1.86 to $74.85 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 75.50 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.